Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. In today's episode, I speak with my friend and colleague, Kim Leonard. Kim is a nutritionist, and she actually works for me in win weight loss. She is amazing, super sharp and smart, but also so sweet and kind. And Kim talks about her experience of being a three-time cancer survivor at the age of 35 and being told by a doctor that she will basically have to be on bed rest for the rest of her life, having three small children at the time. So you can imagine pretty traumatic experience for her. But what she did was she turned that around. She actually said, no, I'm not going to take that. And she did things, a lot of things that you might think were pretty simple to turn her health around. And now she is active and she doesn't need a nanny to take care of her children. She is there with her children, feeding them well, taking care of her body, being a nutritionist, a master of science in nutrition and uh, just being a a wonderful person, very energetic and friendly. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode and I think it will be very inspirational too. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Jill. I'm excited. Yeah, sure. Me too. So I was thinking to ask you about maybe a turning point I, I think we all have a few, but what is what is one big turning point that you have experienced in your journey in your health? It was 2015, and I went to a specialist to discuss, you know, my cancer survival and like how I was feeling and why I was feeling so bad. And I'll never forget, she looked at me and she said that I was going to spend the rest of my life in bed. And I just looked back at her and I said, no, I do not accept that. (laughs) Why would she say that to you? Oh, that's great. I mean, that's a great question, right? Like, why would someone say that to you? So she was a specialist that dealt with cancer treatments. So, you know, with me being a three-time cancer survivor, I obviously have had surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, and I had them years and years ago when... The rules and regulations were a little bit different. We know more stuff about the human body now, and we don't quite do things that same way. And she was doing a study into how these things done years and years ago are affecting people today. And she said, well, the study is telling us that this is how you're going to spend the rest of your life. And I said, no way. I I don't accept it. Like, and why did I just waste my time coming here to you? By the way, you know, yeah, terrible bedside manner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm also like, if that's what the study's finding, how depressing. Don't, don't tell us that, you know? Mm. And I remember, you know, I had to take a placebo pill and everything to like, see if it made me feel better and stuff like that. And I was just like, I don't think you should deliver this information to anyone else, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But were, were you having symptoms of, you know, whatever these side effects were? Or were you just kind of going for a routine checkup? Yeah, no, no, I was having symptoms. I was having a lot of pain. I was having trouble getting out of bed. I had just been in the hospital for GI symptoms that, you know, unexplainable. And you know how it is, Jill, there's so many things that they're just like, we don't know the answer. 
We don't know why you feel like this. We don't know why you're in pain. We don't know why you have no energy. We don't know why you're having brain fog. You know, they call it chemo brain. Mm -hmm. We don't know why you're having any of that. So just take it easy. You know, you shouldn't be driving a car because you don't feel like your brain's working right. You're too tired, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so I had actually hired a nanny to take care of my kids. So I was, you know, they call that the armchair coach or whatever. Well, I was the bed, bed rest mom, you know, like I, I could only do. Yeah. How old were you when, when this, when this was happening? Oh gosh. So like 35 to 37, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's really tough. So what did you do? (laughs) you're just so wrong like I have so I had actually started and I think you know a little bit but you know I'll share it with everybody else that my kids had had a journey you know health journeys I had I had three kids at this at that point and all three of them had had just some really crazy things happen and you know the doctors would be like oh it's autism or whatever and I was like no you know I did enough research child psychology research that I was like no I'm not so sure so I started looking into nutrition for them. And how ironic is it that like, I was like, oh yeah, this will work for my kids, but I just never thought of applying it to myself, you know? Right, and of right. course I was eating, I was eating like they were eating, like, you know, cause we would have the nanny make dinners and it would be everybody. And so she was following my guidelines for them, but like, I didn't know about the healing power of so many foods, right? And like, you know, just, getting caught up on vitamin D or, you know, essential fatty acids and things like that. I didn't know about that kind of stuff. Like I had just changed their mm-hmm. diet mainly. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was just being determined to prove this lady wrong. <laughs> wow. A lot, I think a lot of doctors have done that over the years. They've inadvertently <laughs> sparked some strong, you know, determination in people That wasn't her intention at all, I'm sure. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, and that's the beauty of it too, right? We we all have a story as practitioners, but we all have a story Mm -hmm. as as clients and as patients. And, you know, it's what you do with that story. Like, I could have let her tell me that I was going to spend the rest of my life in bed, and I could be up there in bed right now, not having met Mm -hmm. you and having all this, you know, doing all this work with you and things like that. That would just be... That was a sad place to go, but, you know, there has to be options out there. And all the opportunity, you know, like you said, like being a bed rest mom, I mean, that sounds so fresh and you're so young. I mean, you're still young, but like mid thirties is like, whoa. And so was it a combination of everything or, or I'm sure it was a combination, but is there some, a couple of things that really stand out to you that were like, oh yeah, you know, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I was. Yeah, I mean, the the changing the diet was pretty, um, pretty slow, because, you know, I started with my kids, and I, it was just like picking things up here and there. But when I did my first gut cleanse, when I realized that my GI tract was not, you know, not good, I had actually been diagnosed with Crohn's and, you know, IBS and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, okay, but I think I can fix it. And so when I really researched it, so as you know, my specialty is gut health because it's so, so important to how our bodies take everything on. And then I mm-hmm. think it was, so yeah, I think gut health and as silly as it sounds, Jill, I think hydration is like 
the biggest and, you know, for everyone, like, I mean, when you're laying in bed, you're not really thirsty, you Uh know? And so, so I was dehydrated. It's just, it's so silly, but so true. Yeah. I see that on, on blood work a lot where I say to people, I'm like, do you drink enough water? I'm like, I can see it in your blood work that you're not drinking enough water. It's such a, you know, I think if you're a, I'm a water drinker. So for me, it's like, well, that's an easy one. But I've worked with clients who really have struggled with it to really consistently be drinking, you know, a a decent amount of water every day. Yeah. And I'm a water drinker now too. you know, I tell everybody like, okay, the first, your first appointment with me is always, how are we going to get you to drink more water? <laughs> Cause I know mm. you're probably not drinking enough. I'm Jill Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably drink too much. Well, that's why I add minerals to my water because I do drink a lot of water. And you know, the, the simplest thing is to tell people to drink when they're thirsty, but if you're drinking coffee or like soda or other things throughout the day, then you might not feel thirsty when you actually are right because your liquid is coming in yeah and it's not very well hydrate it's not really hydrating you the way water or you know like an herbal tea or something would right or balancing the electrolytes like you mentioned before you know putting minerals in your water because if you're drinking soda oh my which i have to admit that was never my that was never my my thing but you know Mm -hmm. I, and I, I do think actually getting off some of the medications that they had me on was a yeah. big deal for me. I don't ever recommend anyone go off their medications willy nilly, but like, I can tell you that the reason I was on some of my medications was because of a different medication, you know? And so the side effects just kind of kept mounting into a point where I was on 35 to 45 a day. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're just throwing medications at a problem. Right. And talk about mineral imbalances and everything. I mean, you and I both know that when you look up a medication, all the things that, it, you know, can deplete and things like that, it's, it's kind of astounding. So, yeah. Yeah. Besides being dehydrated, what were some of the other things you were doing that you you were like, you if you look back now, you're like, oh, why was I doing that? <laughs> is, there, is there any th- specific things? Like not soda, okay, but... Yeah, well, soda probably when I was a teenager, but my biggest thing was chocolate. Like I would eat a lot of Mm. chocolate and because I would eat so much of it, of course I would get the cheap chocolate, you know? So I don't have anything against good quality chocolate now, you know, as a nutritionist, but I look at the stuff I was eating, like a Snickers bar. No, there's no, there's no magnesium. You're not getting magnesium and stuff like that from that. (laughs) 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 So I think, you know, I think sugar balance was a big thing because, I never felt good. So it was just like, I would only eat when I really needed to. Gosh, what were some of my other guilty? I mean, honestly, that's probably the frustrating part is that I wasn't, you know, drinking alcohol and drinking soda and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, why is this happening? And it was really all my digestion. And a lot of that came from, you know, certain medications obviously can stop your digestion or screw up your digestion for lack of a better, a better term. So I think just not knowing that like being constipated for 10 days is not okay. Or going to the bathroom 20 times in one day is not okay. Those were the big changes for me. We're like realizing Mm. that like the doctor was like, okay, that's fine. You know, we'll just put you on this med to like, you know, (sighs) keep it, keep you going and then put you on this med to make you stop. And 
for me to just be able to figure that out and you know, it took a lot. It took a lot of research, as you know, like you have to research these things and you shouldn't be your own practitioner. And I had practitioner friends and things like that that helped me figure it out. And uh, I think that was really the most crucial part in my healing and mm-hmm. why I I think digestion is just so important. I mean, yeah, really, yeah. we eat to fuel our bodies. But if your digestion isn't working right, that fuel is not getting there. Yeah. 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 And and the thing that's I'm really kind of gleaning from all of this is that you weren't this totally unhealthy person who was like not taking care of yourself, smoking, drinking, you know, drinking soda, eating McDonald's or, you know, all these bad fast foods. And stuff. like you, you probably presented as like 35, 36 year old woman who was, had kids and was relatively healthy. Oh, except for this little thing that you have this history. (laughs) But, you know, in the medical system, you, you, they're like, well, there's nothing wrong with this woman. No. So she's on a couple of medications. So she, she has some constipation. Like they, they brush aside all of these things as if they're nothing. And I think this is a really, really important point that I want to make today on this, on this podcast episode is that don't brush that stuff aside. Like if you have constipation or even if you have bloat, you know, even the smaller things that that doctors will typically brush off, give it some attention because it, it's usually a combination of a bunch of little things as opposed to this one big obvious thing that's causing, you know, health problems like, like you were describing where there was no diagnosis. It was just... Yeah. I agree 100%. We don't know what's wrong with you, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, and in our schooling, Jill, you think about it, and we learn about the biochemistry of the body and how it's supposed to work. And one Uh little thing there can go wrong. That doesn't mean you have a diagnosis. That doesn't mean you have, like, it doesn't even mean it's going to show up on your lab work, right? Because you got to be in pretty desperate measures for it to show up on your lab work. So, you know, like, not feeling well is so difficult when people are just like, oh, it, it'll be okay. You know, here's another med and yep. just go ahead. <laughs> go on with life. Yeah. Yeah. From your bed. Yeah. Yeah. So the takeaway yeah. is don't ignore those subtle symptoms. There are people out there like me, like Kim, like other nutritionists, um, even some doctors, of course, that are willing to kind of look under the hood and say, Okay, well, this isn't really normal for a 35-year-old woman to be exhausted all the time and not be able to do things. What's going on here? What, you know, not just looking at the medication, I mean, at the diagnoses or at the blood work on a very, like most of the blood work that doctors do are very, um, they're looking for pathology. They're looking for overt, overt pathology. Like the example that I always use is it takes a really long time of being iron insufficient before you become iron deficient, and then eventually you develop anemia. Doctors are looking for anemia. Well, once you have anemia, it's already been potentially years that you've been just not optimal. So looking at those subtle things is really important. And there are a lot of practitioners now who are realizing that and and personalizing it too. Yes. Well, and that that word that you just said, optimally, right? We're looking from a functional standpoint, like if you don't feel good, something's not functioning right, you know, and if, and so we're looking for that piece before it turns into pathology sometimes. And, you know, we work with people who have pathology. We've worked with people who have diagnoses and that's okay too. It's just don't not listen to it. 
you know, and that's a double negative, but listen yeah. to your body. <laughs> <laughs> Don't not listen to your body. Do now, listen to um, your body. This, that is, that is do what I listen say. to your body. <laughs> I would like just briefly, is there, was, has there been like an emotional revelation for you throughout all of, I'm sure there've been a ton, but does something come to mind that you're like, wow, this is more of like a, a spiritual or an emotional lesson that I've learned? Wow. I mean, I, I do think there's been a lot. I think the grief that came with like, I lost my life, Jill. Like I was in bed and I was not able to parent my children and all of that. And that grief was just, it was, it was hard. It was heavy, you know? And so mm. just feeling the lightness that has come with that and being able to spread, spread that hope for me is like the hugest thing in the world. Like I will share my story with anybody, even if they don't want to listen in all honesty, because I want <laughs> them to realize there's hope. Like there is hope out there, you know? And so just dig because we exist, you know, the practitioners that can listen and help you figure out the things, but passing that on has been the biggest journey for me. Like I really wow. feel like that is my purpose is to, um, to make others feel that there's hope and there's another way than living your life in bed or, you know, whatever, wow. or living your life in the bathroom or, or whatever is happening. Your children with their health issues too, because it's not, you know, yeah. you've also been able to help them. And, and I'm sure that's influenced you a lot as well in terms of giving people hope. Like <laughs> you've, you've yeah. healed many people. <laughs> yeah. not just yourself. That's incredible, Kim. Thank you so much. Yeah, the healing is an emotional, emotional thing too, you know, and honestly, everything yeah. that I, you do that I listen to, Jill, that, that stands out to me. Like the emotional journey mm -hmm. is really a big part of it. And so instilling that hope in the beginning is really, really important because we can get caught in that grief that I was, you know, expressing that I was feeling, you know, and that, that sadness. And so I think it does have to be an emotional, spiritual awakening yeah. as well. Yeah. And that grief can be come in many forms. Like, you know, cancer is pretty freaking scary, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I think most people yeah. would say that's probably the scariest thing that, that could happen. But, you know, even if you're if you're the person's issues are, oh, well, I have a hard time losing weight or. I have constipation all the time or my skin breaks out. Like it doesn't have to be a big diagnosis for it to be scary and for you to experience grief in terms of a loss of whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that it's hindering you in your life. So I, I really appreciate that you use that word grief because I think a lot of times, especially if it's not cancer, right? <laughs> if it's yeah. if, if you have eczema or something like that, people, well, you know, you kind of brush it off. But it is significant. It is, and yeah. it does cause grief. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining me today. This has been a pleasure, and I appreciate your wisdom and you know all that you've brought to the table uh, in terms of your own personal experiences, plus that wealth of knowledge that you have. And you're super smart too. I know that. <laughs> Very academically smart, and your training in you know your master's degree in nutrition and all of that. So thank you, thank you for being here today too. Thank you for having me, and thank you for just sharing you know people's experiences. And um, again, I think that. 
emotional piece that you bring to all of it is just, it's so impactful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to that podcast episode with my friend and colleague, Kim Leonard. I hope that it was inspirational for you. If you'd like to learn more about Kim, first of all, she works for me for Win Weight Loss. She is an amazing nutritionist, but she also has her own practice, which is called Wellness Simplified. And her website is wellnesssimplifiedllc.com. And in her own practice, Kim specializes specializes in uh, GI health. If you listen to the episode, you'll know that she's very passionate about helping people improve their gastrointestinal function. And she also is with us at Win Weight Loss. And our blog is winweightloss.com forward slash blog. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog. Thank you for listening.